0: Everyone looks the same. That's the problem with these TV series set in indeterminate olden times. The beards, the straggly hair and the dirty tunics mean it's hard to tell one earnest plotter from the next. Even the rich ones, easily identifiable because their robes are trimmed with fur and they have more lines, look like they need a good wash. I share this observation and Joanna sighs dramatically. She hates me talking during her shows, but I can't help myself, particularly when it comes to plot holes. When you've actually read the books the series is based on, you become very proprietorial. As someone who's in a book club and describes herself as an avid reader on Match.com, I'm surprised Joanna isn't more understanding. I pour myself another glass of wine and Joanna gives me the side eye. I'm not supposed to drink, but sometimes I must just to feel part of the human race again. Besides, she's drinking. She can be very insensitive sometimes. Another mud smeared soldier walks in and whispers in a lady's ear Who's he? I thought you were reading. I raise my eyebrows at her but go back to my book and reread a paragraph. It's a froth of a love story and isn't taking. I look back at the screen, waiting for dragons to appear, but it's still soldier types, whispering in darkened rooms. I can't help myself. Who's that? Jesus, Sarah, really? It's not my fault if I can't keep up with the television. I'm just trying to pay an interest, but she gets so irritated, as if I'm butting into real-life conversations... I know she'd prefer it if I went upstairs and left her to watch her shows in peace, but that's not really fair on me, is it? I wonder which of them she's got a crush on. The warrior? The earnest one? Maybe it's the woman. It's hard to tell with Joanna. She's my sister, but sometimes she's a closed book. I'm just reaching for the last of the Rioja when there's a crunch of feet on gravel and a shadow slides past the window. Joanna shakes her head with irritation. What's he doing here? She mutters. She blows out a heavy sigh as she extracts herself from the sofa. I suppose I'll get it then. I shrug. We both know I can't answer the door, particularly not the back door. That means it's someone we know. I'm better with strangers, but that's not saying much. I'm not really a people person anymore. She huffs and puffs from the room and I seize my opportunity. Goodbye, Westeros. Hello, Classic FM. Triumphant, I settle back onto the sofa. Debussy washing over me and the last of the Rioja in my glass. I lift my glass in a silent salute to the unexpected visitor. Snooze you lose, sis. But the triumph fades when she doesn't return to chide and tut at me. I wonder what she's up to. A strain to catch a voice. They must be whispering. Is it a date? Has she got a secret lover? I wonder if she's been internet dating again. She'd sworn off after the humiliation of the philandering pensioner. But she's always so secretive. Is that why she lets me drink wine? So she can have her secret assignations behind my back. It's not like I can tell anyone anyway. I'm about to drain my glass when there's a sudden crash and Joanna cries out. There's the low rumble of a man's voice and the scrape of chair legs against the floor. Then silence. I pause as I run through all the justifications to do nothing, imagining the embarrassment of walking in on my sister in the throes of passion with her mystery man. It wouldn't be the first time I've read a situation all wrong. I stand up carefully and kick off my slippers, so I can pad quietly across the carpet in my socks. The radio is still playing, and the bright jangle of the adverts provides cover as I inch open the creaking door and step, silent as a sleuth, into the hall. There, in the sudden bright light, with our gaudy coats hanging on pegs and that awful oil painting Joanna bought at the WI on the wall, my fears seem silly. I get a sudden urge to laugh, as a memory bubbles to the surface. A television advert from our childhood, a grown man tiptoeing into the kitchen in his striped pyjamas to steal lemonade. Such an absurd image for my brain to hold on to when so much else has been lost. I'm about to turn back and leave Joanna and her secret lover when she moans again. This time it's followed by a violent crash and she cries out, not in rapture but in fear. I shove open the door, my temper up, and as ready for a fight as I can be. I lose valuable moments surveying the horror before me. There's broken glass on the floor, wreckage from some kind of violent struggle, and the loser, a woman in a yellow cardigan, is slumped and bound in a kitchen chair.